Welcome to Always Hold On to Superman and Lois. In this podcast, we talk about the Superman show currently airing on the CW. I'm Zach, and I'm joined by my personal Lois Lane, Sarah. What's up, Sarah? Personal Lois Lane. It's cute. You like that? Yeah, it's cute. So. Should I be more enthusiastic? <laughs> why did you agree to do this podcast with me? Uh, I don't know. You asked nicely like 10 times. 10 times? Okay. <laughs> no, we would. Uh, podcasting <laughs> is my life, as you all know. And, uh, you know, we had been looking to perhaps do one together. And this seemed like a perfect opportunity, right? And all the other ideas we'd come up with just never happened, never took off, involved way too much research, too much crime, drama is already out there, you know? We're big into true crime, uh, but you can't listen to too much of that at once, can you? Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. So this is a G-rated podcast, by the way. You can't curse. Oh, just bleep me out. I should have told. I will, but I should have told you that. I, I was I waiting. Figured. I was waiting to see how long it'd be. You used a colorful metaphor, and it was we're one minute in. So well, y'all done. can't see my face right now. <laughs> so Superman and Lois seemed like a unique opportunity for us to do a podcast together, uh, because we're going to watch the show. We're going to talk about it. It's going to be a way different format and a style of conversation that everyone's probably used to. <laughs> yeah, I'm way into this stuff, and you. I mean, I grew up watching Lois and Clark, and I liked that show. Also, I liked the early edition. I think that followed it or came before it. I'm not sure which. Early edition had nothing to do with Lois and Doesn't Clark. matter. Those shows are always together in my mind. Anyways, yes, I watched that growing up, um, but I never really got into any other sort of superhero thing or comic book thing or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. And then started dating Zach, who's all about Superman. So I've seen like maybe three Smallville episodes, but I've heard him record <laughs> countless other podcasts. <laughs> so Superman and Lois is is a new show. It's based off the Superman and Lois lane that we met in the Arrowverse. And you haven't seen any of those shows at all, right? Arrow, Flash? No, I don't okay. think so. Just so people know where you're coming from, right? But this, <laughs> I feel like this is a great entry point, right, for you to watch this stuff because I think they approach it like you've never seen anything. You're totally cool. There's no no pre-existing knowledge you need to watch this show, I think. Yeah, I think so. And I, that's what TV shows or the producers are going for, right? They want new viewers so they can, you know, grow their audiences and keep the shows going. This show is, is what year is it? 2021? <laughs> so mm-hmm. the Arrowverse is what this is part of. You know, you know Lance's show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's on the air, right? So. Sorry, Lance. I haven't listened to that either. <laughs> Lance and Kev, uh, they do always on the Arrow. And that show started in 2012, okay? Okay. And that started the Arrowverse. And this is nine years later. Okay. And there have been other shows that have come and gone. Uh, Arrow's since ended. And now this is, like, going to be... I would say this is going to be the flagship show of these shows now because it's Superman. He's always, you know, the big guy. You know, they're they're letting them use him on TV now because in the past he was off-limits. Uh, Batman's still off limits. That's why there's no Batman show. Uh, but wait, we, wait, what do you mean off limits? Well, they want to save him for the movies because they think, oh, well, if you get to see Superman or Batman every week for free. But they had Smallville. Right, but that, that was before he was Superman. They had a lot of strict rules on Smallville. Okay, so this is post-Superman because he's a dad with two kids? Yeah, so that's probably a loophole, but he's still in it. Hmm. You know, you know Matt's show, The Birds of Prey? His favorite show, you know, we did that podcast. Oh, briefly, yeah. yeah. So Another one I haven't listened yeah. to. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but that was a show set in Gotham City, but Batman had left, and it was about his daughter. Oh, okay. okay and his protégés were left there. I was going to say, does she have powers? But Batman doesn't actually have powers. Well. <laughs> Not a real superhero. She does just have. Just a guy she, with lots of technology. She is part metahuman, because her daughter, uh, she's the daughter of Batman and Catwoman. 
and and this version with Catwoman had cat powers. But my so po- dumb. But the point is, <laughs> so yes, <dumb. laughs> they did they did shows around the superheroes. It was like before he was Superman, after he was Batman, that kind of stuff. So that that that's a real now. I mean, Lois and Clark that was a real Superman and Lois show, and this is the closest yeah. thing we've had to that since then. So nineties, what was that? God, almost thirty years later, we're old. Actually, thirty years was that early nineties? I think Ni- it was nineteen ninety three to nineteen ninety seven. Oof. Okay. So there you go. That, that's what we're coming to with. Now you do like other kind of genre shows, like horror, sci-fi kind of. You watch a lot. You, uh, you surpri- horror is an exaggeration. You surprise really like me by what you do watch on Netflix. So why don't you tell the listeners kind of kind of stuff that you watch? Uh, Emily in Paris, which you weren't expecting me to say. <laughs> it's super cute. Um, Lost Bridgerton. In space. <laughs> oh yeah, Bridgerton was actually. I think Zach liked that more than I did. Actually. Well, they're you know, it's an interesting show. <laughs> <laughs> um what else lost in space the new one you said yeah, yeah i did say that uh i started watching dark i haven't quite finished that one yet um it's a german show uh but i need something because of the pandemic i needed something a little bit more lighthearted than you know post-apocalyptic uh time traveling what's the other one we watch lovecraft country oh yeah lovecraft country again I, I've, n- I've never seen anything like that's it. a really intense show <laughs> yeah, yeah. And i've watched a lot more of this kind of stuff than you and i've never seen anything like yeah. it. yeah i I've, i think i described it to some coworkers today i was like picture jim crow but with monsters and sci-fi horror plot is the plot is a little confusing at times but like visually stunning it's really i know it sounds cliche to say that but it's really how it is oh queen's gambit binge out with my sister the other day loved it loved the fashion in it Queen's Gambit uh, has nothing to do with Arrow, by the way, because uh, for for those who don't Why know, for it? you who don't know, uh, so Oliver Queen it's is about the, chess. Oliver Queen is the Green Arrow. I think other people have seen it. And he no no no, I'm I'm explaining that that it's not the Queen's Gambit that all the people listening to this show think of, because mm-hmm. on Arrow, his ship is the Queen's Gambit, and it shipwrecks, and that's how he becomes Green Arrow. Queen, okay, interesting. So Queen's Gambit's a chess term. Is that like what they named it after? In the probably. So you watch TV, but different kinds of TV. <laughs> yeah. But we watch TV together sometimes, you know, and we thought this would be a good bonding experience for us. We're going to watch this new show together, you know, Superman and Lois, you know, got the couple thing going on, couple attempts podcast. Yeah, uh, that was a really cute, some really cute art, Matt. Thanks for making that. Yes, yes. Shout out to Matt Truex. You all know him from the shows. He's drawn him and I, and now he's drawn me and Sarah. <laughs> so <laughs> this is going to be a different format than what all y'all are probably used to on other shows. We're not going to get into the nitty gritty... <laughs> You know, deep dive nerd stuff. All that trivia, I don't know. But but just as a Superman fan, here from me and from someone who is a novice, an average the, viewer, yeah, the average, the general <laughs> audience over here is Sarah. We'll see where the where the conversation takes us. So Sarah, I guess first of all, you know, if you guys heard my episode uh, Superman special on Always Alone in Smallville, I really liked it. I thought it was a great episode and introduction to this new series and characters. Sarah, what did you think of the pilot of Superman and Lois? I liked it. I didn't know what to expect, really, but I think that montage in the beginning was necessary, kind of, you know, get everyone up to speed on what's been going on. Some of it was a little, eh, kind of weird, or maybe over the top or something, Um, like that heart attack was kind of dramatic, but yeah, I I don't know. I think the montage was good, and kind of really helped, like, set the scene. Hmm. Did you notice how Superman had a different costume? And that montage? I did, and I remember you telling me, "Oh, it's the one his mom made, or something like that." Did you? Did you? Which one did you like better? Um, that was a good question. I mean, I kind of like that black S. It was like I kind of like the 
style of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you probably shouldn't have, you know, black on a costume because he's supposed to be good, right? Um, but usually the villain is dressed all in black. But then this, if you look at Batman, that totally flies out the window. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's unrealistic. I, I, that was a huge Easter egg. All the Superman fans across the internet just squealed with glee because that is the Max Fleischer costume, which was the old, and have you seen the old cartoons? These are the cartoons that I've gotten a dozen times over from people. Like, hey, you like Superman, right? Saw these, thought you might like these. Anyway, I love the Slasher cartoons. They were they were in the 40s and all that. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's when Superman's first costume. And uh, and that was really Thanks. cool. Thanks, my s- mom made it. Well, yeah, but that was cute. it's true. His mom, in a lot of versions, his mom does make the costume. In other versions, he just gets it from like Kryptonian computers or something. Who knows? Um, but that's, I like how they show the evolution of that. I think, hopefully we'll see more of that costume, like in flashbacks, if they really do flashbacks. I think they will. So yeah, that'll, that'll be fun to see. So no, I, I really liked, that was really unexpected and seeing that was, was really cool. So, and he had the underpants on. Do you, do you have a strong opinion about Superman should have the underpants or not on his costume? Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean? Well, I guess I didn't see it. For like 70 years, he had, you know, the red underwear. Oh, like over the yeah. leotard or whatever. But nowadays he, he not leotard, they, they took the it tights. away. Yeah. Oh, Why? Because they thought it was dated. Oh, dated or scandalous? Well, that's like reverse scandalous. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> good but no, I, I, I agree. I, I think that opening montage is really cool. Had a lot of Easter eggs for for other Superman interpretations, like we said. Showed off some cool uh, stuff and and established the new status quo of this character in this universe. Okay, so maybe this is something you can help me with. The transmitter. Is that something that Superman really needs? Like a transmitter to know that like people need help? Can't he just like supersonic hearing or whatever the hell it's called and just like pick it up? Super or? hearing, yes. Uh, that That is, okay, so Jimmy Olsen, you know who Jimmy Olsen is? I mean, you the, pointed him out in some Superman's small episode. Superman's pal with the camera. Yeah. Right? Anyway, he has, in a lot of comic books, he has a signal watch where if they get in trouble, he can push the button and Superman comes and saves them. So I think this Does is Does he what, know it's Clark Kent? No, nobody's supposed to know oh, back in the traditional Superman days. But okay. here, you know, everybody knows. You know, uh, Lois knows. Worst kept secret ever. Her, uh, <laughs> uh, her dad knows, right? And no, this is the, other than the Jimmy Olsen watch, it's the first time we've seen that. Although I have joked about uh, there was a Godzilla cartoon where they call Godzilla with the same exact little, yeah. little beeper. I mean, it looks pretty so. dated if you think about it. Yeah, I mean, it's like bigger than a pager. So, <laughs> like, and was it disguised like a cigarette thing? I don't. It wasn't disguised. I think it's just how they call Superman. Yeah, I don't know. You think it would need to be disguised though, especially if you have two teenage sons like digging in your purse for something, mm. or a little kid, or whatever. What's this, Bomb? Yeah. Oh, Superman's here. Well, <laughs> what I don't, a coincidence. I, I, but Superman, he hears everything, so he needs to. I, I think it makes sense for him to have a certain signal for him to hear to come help. Because yeah, that's how he shows up at the beginning of the of the episode. Uh, Lois's dad, who's General Lane, mm-hmm. who works in the military. Is that in the comic books? Yes, in the comics, oh. uh, her dad is the general, and a lot of other versions, he is. Some versions he's not, but that's the more accepted version these days. He's in the military. I also thought it was interesting. It appeared that they had a farm wedding out in Smallville, and I was like, I always thought of Lois Lane as being like real like city girl, but here she is going off into that just married truck, and I was just like, this seems weird. Why is like, it Clark babe? like they couldn't afford it? The reporters talk her into that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very true. <laughs> reporter's salary. But according to whoever did that voiceover, I can't remember if it was Clark or her. She's the most famous journalist in the world. Yeah, she is. But as you know, journalism doesn't pay very well. So, but if you're the most famous in the world, you probably make some good money. That just seemed unrealistic to me. I like it. at least Clark wears glasses at his wedding, and in Smallville spoilers in the series finale when him and Lois get married, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not. Oh no, he's, you're ruining it for your fans. He's not. I ruin it for my fans in every episode. People complain about that. Sometimes kidding, sometimes not. Two stars. Now I know how this ten year old series ended. I did get a two star review once on uh, iTunes. I find it very amusing. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> yes, Superman and Lois Clark Kent. He gets married in Smallville. Uh, actually, yeah. Sans glasses, and everyone knows who it is. Well, no, that's the thing. Like all the people at the wedding were like, "Who are these people?" It's like a joke because we're like, "Who." Who are, we don't know any of these people this wedding. These friends. I'm doing yeah. air quotes right uh, now. But they actually did get married at a church, at least on Smallville. Here they got married at their farm, presumably, but who knows. So. Could have been the reception, yeah. But I think it's something you commented to me, like, wow, they really filmed all these different things like at the beginning of this big montage. And so like they, they spent a lot of time in a budget like showing you the scope of Superman's story, huh? Probably because we're going to have like different flashback scenes throughout the series. So they're like, well, may as well like do this because we're going to show it again like 20 times or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just me, but when they were talking about the kids, like we had two sons and, you know, one of them was happy all the time and the other one, well, he had problems. And I was just like, really? Like something about that just kind of like irked me a little bit. And it's like, of course, it's some sort of like generic sort of, you know, mental health issue. And I'm not trying to make light of mental health issues at all. Um, but it's just like, look how angsty he is. And he was always like this problem child. And I was just like, Ugh. I don't know, something about that was just so cliche. And then when you get to the end of the episode and you find out who has powers, of course it's the one that has, like, problems with his emotions or whatever. That's just, I don't know, it just seemed, like, too cliche. But I guess th- I could make th- the same complaint for the football hero. Like, well, of course he has it, but... Right. Meh. I don't know. Well, no, I think they try to uh, humanize the, the kids, right, uh, and show that... Superman's son has problems. You know, it's okay if you're gonna have problems too, right? Because this show—that's oh, one way to look at this it. This show yeah. actually got into some pretty serious, dark stuff that I didn't really expect it to. Like with this you know, episode. Well, yeah. Well, he was when he was talking to Lana's daughter, and she like taking her mom's pills. I was like, oh wow, we're talking about like yeah, heavy stuff, which which I didn't really expect, but I did welcome, and I think they handled it pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. And I like you know having the two kids. I really like. I I, I liked all the kids in this. Uh, I, I didn't know what I was gonna think about his him having kids and then interacting with other kids because it's smallville again you know mm-hmm. it's how they, they're doing like smallville again but also a sequel that's you know kind of it's like a sequel to lois and clark and smallville put together but a reboot with new characters and yeah. um i i see a little superman in both the kids but i i did i did like i did like the the kid plot line i really liked how uh, i like the brothers uh i'm an only child you have siblings i'm actually a twin so it's interesting to see twins yeah so did you like the vibe of of the twins like uh, of siblings Uh, i mean i guess that's accurate there's always one twin that's going to be a little bit more like outgoing than the other um what are the kids' names? I don't even remember. There's Jonathan, which is named after his Earth father, Jonathan Kent. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, Jordan, who is... Oh, no, two Js. I, that, that is a pet peeve of mine. When someone has, especially if they have multiples, and they're like, oh, this is Kim, Clark, and Kayla, and everything starts with a K, and it's just mm-hmm. like, that drives me insane. Well, you have two cats, and their names with a P, so... They're cats. There's a difference. Oh, okay. Noted. <laughs> I just don't like doing that with children. They're not they're not pets. Noted for the future. Um but uh, uh Jordan is his other son's name and that's uh uh a reference to his his Kryptonian father whose name is Jorel. So I assume that's Is Jordan the moody one? Yes. Okay. So So of course he's going to be the one with powers. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Well, and I I liked how they were jealous. Like like the Jonathan wasn't jealous of Jordan when he had the powers. Yeah. I think I was like that's such a 
CWWB trope. I was just waiting for that. Right? He's a well-adjusted jock, which I don't feel like you see very often. No, we'll see. Shows. I mean, there's, this is the first episode. So, you know, if this show goes on two or three seasons, you know there's going to be some jealousy. You know, somebody's going to... Someone's going to like the same girl. He's going to try and get powers, and they're going to fight. Like, I don't know. I, I hope it doesn't go that route. Yeah. But it's inevitable. Like, well, that's the thing, right? I thought there was going to be a love triangle between him, his brother, and Lana's daughter. But apparently there's not. We'll see if they continue to do that hashtag real world stuff with the kids mm-hmm, right yeah. uh, i mean that, that's some you can see in the pilot and then they never talk about it again especially now that the other son has powers does that mean all those problems are solved is he still antisocial? I mean, well does know. the football player i can't remember his name jonathan does jonathan have powers because they do show that scene of him throwing a football as a kid and like it going through that rope or is he just does he not have powers because it's weird for them to show that and then make you think that but oh just kidding jordan actually has powers yeah okay so that's why i was confused because they try yeah. to set you up and th- the whole episode you think that and even even lois and clark think that jonathan has the powers uh they're like well he's really good or at football they have the powers also, they're kind of they just show that but then they don't do anything else you shouldn't let your son play football if he has superpowers that's just my opinion uh smallville season one was like don't play football and yeah was, so i was confused as like he's on the team well and then smallville season four was like go ahead and play football because they ran out of stuff to do <laughs> with the character yeah but i i, I think they're tinting that they would both get powers maybe eventually maybe um, one has super strength the other one has laser beams for eyes I don't I, know. He, it's called heat vision by the way heat vision heat vision that's right so okay. i don't know i i, I think eventually at some point they will both have powers because you're, I, I've forgotten about the montage where it's yeah. like, oh, that was the football kid who broke a swing off a tree. A rope. Um, yeah. A rope, yeah. So. Mm. Yeah. But no, I like the kids. Uh, what, what did you think about Lana's uh, daughter? Uh, S- Sarah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have a character named after you. Congratulations. <laughs> I don't have any characters. The only character named after me uh, in Smallville, the episode Crypto, where Clark gets his dog, one of the two guys who experiment on the dogs, their name is Zach. So I was very disappointed. Oh, man, like the worst possible yeah. person, because I love dogs. That is like the le- that is like the worst thing for Zach right there. I know. So I was just <laughs> an always... evil dog mutilator. <laughs> I was always waiting for for a better character um, to be named. Zach. I don't know if there's are there any characters in the Arrowverse named Zach. Let me know. There's so much of the Arrowverse I haven't seen. But anyway, what did you think of uh, the daughter? I call her the daughter because Lana is like my point of view character. <laughs> I mean, she was fine. Um, she seemed like very mature. Uh, teenager. I don't. I'm not sure what the ages of these kids are. I think freshman in high school. Yeah, they're all 14 um, because they're going to start freshman year. Which, which, which. Think about this, y'all. <laughs> all these kids are the same age as all the characters of Smallville were supposed to be in the first season, and they <laughs> these kids were cast much more age appropriate. I, yeah, I do agree with that. Because Tom um, Welling, but they're still played, probably like what 18, right? Well, yeah, they're probably around 18, 19 because just like uh, labor laws and all that makes sense. But like. Uh, Tom Welling who played Clark Kent on Smallville. He was 24 playing a 14 year old. So. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but, no, but I think you know, I think the actress uh, uh, was really good. I actually like that character. Although she has a boyfriend, she didn't tell uh, Jordan about. Yeah, that was kind of yeah. I was gonna get to it, but then you kissed me first. I know. I was just kind of like, oh, look, like it kind of leaned into that a little bit, or mm-hmm. I don't know. You welcomed it. Maybe you should have like, because you can see a kiss coming. You can like definitely stop that. So. Oh, is that so? Yeah, okay. and the fact that she didn't, I'm kind of like, well, you, there's definitely something going on there. Um, mm-hmm. But she seems, you know, like a pretty mature, dull, little sassy, um, capable. You know, she sees Jordan drinking, and she's like, whoa, like, you shouldn't do that. So she seems like a good person. Mm-hmm. So, um, which is interesting, because Lana has a big question mark about her to me. Well, she your, seems a little sketchy. Yeah, what's your take on Lana here? And I don't have any of, like, the history from the other shows, and I don't know how much of that history is actually carried over into this show, Probably not a lot, I'm guessing. But Lana, I'm just kind of like, 
I don't know. I just like get a weird feeling about her. Like how much did she know about this second mortgage that his mom took out? Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't care how nice you are. You don't take a second mortgage out on your house to pay for other people. Mm -hmm. Like, I I don't know. I'm just like, that just seems like a bad idea. She would have done like a bake sale or something. I don't know. Just like, yeah, bake sale. That would be better brand for Martha Kent. Yeah. And no, Lana, this Lana is, is uh, well in the comic books, right? Lana is like sometimes Clark's, girlfriend in high school sometimes just a crush but always somebody he like moves on to become superman she stays back there sometimes she's you know still likes him and you know he's the girl he left behind that kind of thing sometimes not um smallville did all kinds of crazy stuff in lana but yeah i've seen some of those episodes poor lana (laughs) maybe she has every right to act this way i don't know (laughs) but here she uh lana lang is uh actually she's she's a brunette which is like Straight tan. Well, no. Which is weird in Kansas, I think. Well, Lana Lang is a redhead in the comic books. And that's how you kind of like tell Lois and her apart, right? I mean, I know that's very base level, but it's like, okay, this character is the hair colors for characters changes all the time. But I'm like, what did, I don't know. Lana had like raven black hair on Smallville. So when Lois Lane showed up, she had to be like a dirty blonde, like to kind of do. So it's like. Now we have a Lois and Lana. They have the exact same hair color. Yeah, I, I did notice that. I was like, oh, there's like no character differentiation. Yeah, other than white people with dark hair. Lois <laughs> is pasty white because she's always inside writing, I guess. And <laughs> Lana is tan because she works at a bank. I don't know. It has other people's money. Maybe she money? works next to the window. I don't know. But uh, Jordan uh, also has dark hair. Uh, Jonathan has blonde hair. So at least there's that. I don't know where I, got, I don't know where side of the family that came from. But with Lana, I don't know. I think. Um, she seems to be at the end. Lois is like, "Hey, did you know about this?" And she's like, "No." And I'm like, "All right, I bet she does know." My prediction is there's some kind of like redemption arc with her, right? Where like Ugh. she knows like shady stuff is going on, but Clark Clark moves back to town. Okay, kinda... so I didn't get that same vibe about like, did you know your bank got bought? I totally was like, "Oh, she didn't." I okay. felt like that was authentic. What was weird for me is when they're sitting at the table and her husband, who's a douchebag, by the yeah. way, like. We all know people like that, and we're all like, ugh, this guy. Like, But he like drops that thing about, like, oh, well, her home was taken care of, and Lana's like, get the kids. Like, we're leaving. I'm just, that to me was like the most weird, suspect, well, fishy part. You don't like the family dynamic of, of them. Yeah. And, and we're not supposed to. But I think there's enough, because the guy's a firefighter, right? Mm-hmm. He does save some kids in the end. Clark thanks him. Like, he's not just a two dimensional. Per- I think this show is good about portraying true to life characters, you know? Yeah. I can think of people I know that fit that description. Yeah, because they feel like, you know, town got left behind. You know, people leave the big city. They don't come back and get back to the community. Like, all right. Yeah. Amy McClark's like, man, the guy had some points, right? I predict that, well, as, as the show continues, there'll be more conflict between him, Lana, the kids. Yeah, you don't introduce a character like that. And then you're like, and he's a nice firefighter, man. No. No, I really don't want to see any kind of, like, Lana might still have a thing for Clark, but I don't want to see any kind of, like, second guessing on his part there. Uh, I doubt that, but I but yeah no I doubt that as well. I just, I'm just saying because it's Superman we're talking Superman, about. Superman, like <laughs> they're Super- not they're not gonna do that. <laughs> I know people are like let's make Superman more relatable. No, Superman is something you strive to. Yeah, you know, like so like no, he's perfection, and you want. I mean, he's gonna make mistakes and stuff, but those not those kind of mistakes, right? Yeah. So I know. To be, I mean, I'm gonna have faith in these showrunners that like they're not gonna do that to Superman. <laughs> I know it's That'd a CW. Shocking. If he does, he's gonna have some like weird magical lipstick or something like from that Smallville episode. That I really hope they don't. Oh, my, I didn't even think about that. If they do some kind of weird like, oh, he was on Rick Kryptonite and that's he mm-hmm. got with Lana. Please don't do that. Don't, don't listen to do this episode and do that. Yeah. Did not expect mom to die so soon. 
I did not expect Martha Kent to die so soon. Like they Mm -hmm. show her in the beginning and it's kind of like, Oh, this feels weird. Like, why is she all up in his life? Why does she know that he missed a therapy appointment? Did like someone text her? Is Lois telling her all her business, which would drive me crazy by Mm -hmm. the way. If you were like always telling my parents, Oh, Sarah didn't do this today. Like Mm -hmm. my parents don't need to know if I'm like failing as a mother. That is my Mm -hmm. business. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I was just like, I don't know that that scene just felt kind of forced, but then, Oh, I know why they had to bring her in because they're going to kill her off like 10 minutes later. Well, yeah. I mean, traditionally in the comic books, well, there's not really a traditional thing about it, but usually his, his dad dies first. Like when he's young, have a heart attack, they show that. And, but then Martha's also very dramatic by the way. And then she also dies. I'm like, Oh, they just killed both. But if you think about it, this is Superman with teenage kids. The Kent's are usually older when they find him. So I can buy that. She passed away of old age by this point. Yeah. But still, to kill both his parents in the same episode, I was kind of skeptical, but I think they pulled it off pretty well. Also, the whole premise is she dies, so they come back into town, yeah. and then he decides to stay. Because where would they so, live otherwise, the barn? Yeah, you don't have, like, you don't have mom <laughs> living with you, you know? So, anyway. Yeah, I, maybe we'll get more flashbacks of her. I you think know? we will. I mean, they the actress got to get paid. That, that would be nice. <laughs> because, we, because we don't know these characters, you know? I mean, even though these characters have been established in other shows, like, briefly, mm-hmm. we don't know anything about their history. So, I, I would love to see more. Mm-hmm. Same. I thought two things that they definitely got right was the small town economy just kind of drying up as, you know, times change and things pass people by. They mentioned coal mines or something later on. And like, yeah, the coal industry is dying. I'm a reporter for a living. So, yeah, I know for a fact, like, coal's not doing so great. So if you're a coal mining town, like, you know, that town is kind of drying up. So thought it was interesting they showed like the before when you know clark was young and then the after where it's kind of like this small town just kind of withering away yeah no i think there's a lot of true to life stuff that, that this show was probably going to tackle which is which is refreshing because other than early arrow all these other arrow shows have been just like fantasy super a black lightning everything is great minus this one issue we're going to introduce for this episode that's true that's true but, but black, I, I say that but black lightning actually tackled some real world issues as well so i give credit there for sure but other than other than those notable exceptions everything else has been like fun comic book land and so <laughs> another thing that i felt like was really accurate besides like the Cold town shutting down or whatever uh was the newspaper like daily the, planet laying people off yeah that is incredibly accurate i have luckily never worked for a paper that has done layoffs you know knock on some wood right now um but i hear it's a hor- horrific thing um and i think it's pretty accurate like that like people trying to get their job done and getting a phone call or a get a know, minute beckoning into the office and that's it I actually know one guy who got laid off from the paper here And like around 2010, he was like in the middle of a project. And if your phone rang and it was a certain extension, you knew what it was about. Uh And he, his phone rang, it was that extension. He went in and he was just so like surprised that he was like, do you, do you mind if I go like finish my, the project? And they're like, oh uh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like kind of shocked he did it, but like, you're not expecting it. You're like, well, I was in the middle of something, but, but yeah, so that seems really accurate. And I'm like thinking like, why did they fire him? I'm like, oh yeah. Cause he's probably like jetting off all the time. This guy's never here. Yeah. Like he's, (laughs) where the hell is he? He's getting his stories done, but he's just like not around. So I wasn't surprised they fired him and they kept Lois. But at the same time, I'm like, well, she's like the world's most famous reporter. She's expensive. So maybe they should have fired her. I don't know. I'm glad someone kept a job anyways. Well, yeah, I mean, I when I was interning at the TV station I used to work at, uh, gosh, it was like three months in my internship, massive layoffs. Oof, they laid off man. the number three guy at the station. That's pretty high up. And and I remember distinctly, like, he came back, 
and like everybody, me and the other interns were like not in his office, but all the other staff was because we we're you know we were new and they were like oh, they're just kids you know like who are these but people? they're all they're like crying and stuff and I was like yikes this is this is uncomfortable like, did somebody me, die what's going on guys well and it was it was the <laughs> I remember it was the week of St Patrick's Day and I remember like the juxtaposition I was I was just I just thought about like two days ago people are walking around in these like leprechaun hats and having a good wow. time and now they're all crying in this office and it's just. And layoffs are real, y'all. So, I mean, we're both very fortunate to, to still have our jobs during this, you know, pandemic or in. And, I think and, a lot um, of people are aware they're real. This is a fantasy show. So, I, I, I like I like, <laughs> I like that balance because I think if you do real world stuff but handle it poorly, it's it's even... It's worse. It's a, it's a big turn off. It's yeah. like, are you serious? Like, why are you going to trivialize them like that? But this, I think they handle it pretty well. So, we'll see how they do because... Lois still works at the Daily Planet, but she's going to live in Smallville. Yeah, that's the other thing. I'm like, how far is this like a suburb community? How well, far away is Smallville from Metropolis exactly? In Smallville, the show, that's a never ending joke about how far it is. Because, like, when mm-hmm. it, when Smallville first started, well, in, in the comic books, okay, Smallville is in Kansas and Metropolis yeah. is New York City, basically. Oh, okay. But in Smallville, the show, it was like, well, we're going to keep Metropolis about three hours away. So people. They say, is it is it Kansas City? Is it St. Louis? Right. So it's this a, would be like Houston to College Station, I guess. Yeah, a, a small town right outside the city, right? Okay. But Brenham, it, I don't know. It, but well, that, that's even that's, do people, that's your, way, way do your closer. listeners know you live in Houston? Yeah, they do. Okay. <laughs> is that top secret? Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, you can just blur it out. Yes, but but as Smallville continued, the, the it got closer and closer because everyone is like working at the daily planet but living in smallville and it just they just stopped talking about it so that, that's a fun thing we always joke about on always on smallville unless it was a bureau she could establish like the metropolis or the daily planet bureau in smallville mm, i doubt that i even like the one scene where where like clark and lois talk about it she's like do you think your mom wanted us to move to Smallville?" <laughs> like i can even tell she was like not crazy about that idea maybe she's getting permission to work on some investigative piece about whatever this capital company is i can't even remember the name of it do you? Oh, uh, Galaxy Corporation, I think. No, but that's not. But that's not the one that bought out uh, the yeah. Daily Planet. Oh no, I think it was. It's no, it was a guy. It was a different name. Yeah, Morgan Edge. Yeah, Morgan Edge. I'm thinking like Alden Capital, which I think is an actual. I think is an actual company that buys up newspapers <laughs> and fires people. I'm not entirely sure. Oh man, but you know, it's it's um, it, you know, print is dying. Unfortunately, I mean, we both were like, you know, went to college for journalism, and it, even on that front, like I remember, like we had a paper that came out every day. That was so cool to walk around mm-hmm. U of H and have like a, a physical paper and I still have all mine. See, oh, I have mine as well. Yeah, I mean, like I, I, uh, I would always grab like a handful and you know. <laughs> when it was raining, you definitely grabbed a yes. handful. <laughs> but that was so cool. And now, so it was called the Daily Cougar, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's like I'm working at the Daily Planet. Not really, but now, no. now, uh, they call it the Cougar, and it, I believe there's one once a week is a print publication uh it's not daily anymore i mean it's daily well, that's why they drop the daily so yeah, it's called the cougar I, I don't know if they it's do daily print. online but i think there's one publication a week and that's sad i know people have their smartphones but we were in college there's no smartphones so people grab the paper they actually read it they do the crossword usually maybe oh read yeah the i was doing the crossword i was but bored people, in class oh i mean I, I think everybody did so many crosswords at UH, but you know people would read the newspaper because you go to class you're sitting there you're waiting so I don't know. There's something tangible, and I, you know, you're a tablet reader. I'm, I like tangible books. I like reading paper because I, I, sp- mm-hmm. I spend so much time looking at screens. Like I, I do. Yeah, like to- I mean, I only do the tablet because it's easy and it keeps my book budget low. <laughs> um, I just want to do a shout out to the Libby app. You can, you know, get a library card, just download books from there, and it's great. And so you don't have to go buy all these books because I'm actually looking at a stack of I don't know 30 books over there that I haven't read. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a bookshelf that I haven't read, as you know. So Yeah, I've downsized from the shelf I did have to just the stack of books. But 
Yeah. Ugh, yeah. So the Libby app just kind of helps control that because I can read new books and stuff. This podcast brought to you by Libby. <laughs> <laughs> I really do love it. I tell everyone about it. I told your dad about it. Yeah. <laughs> I told him all about it, and he was like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, that, your, your voice from my dad is also my voice from my dad, so that's, that's, that's nice. But <laughs> Maybe we should get that. <laughs> In case your dad listens to this, he's like, I don't sound anything like that. <laughs> no, so so uh, uh, our, our point is Prince is dead, <laughs> which is a step. <laughs> you know, in the 70s, they actually made Clark Kent a TV reporter. Ew. Yeah. Ew. Wow. That's a... In my experience, TV reporter is not the brightest. Oh man, no, there's some good there's some good reporters on TV. I've worked for a lot of good people on it. But I mean, look, it's a mixed bag, as any industry is. Uh, but it's more like, okay, Clark Kent, I can kind of buy people not recognizing him as Superman if he's a writer and people don't see his face. But now it's like, are you a TV reporter? That's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, someone's gonna put two and two together. Also, hmm, Clark Kent never interviewed Superman. Why is that? Well, That's there are ways around weird. that in the comics. I uh but yeah, so okay. okay, so let's talk about that for a while. Like, he, what do you think of this Clark Kent and Superman? Because you, you have a couple others that you kind of have in your head from the past, but how does how does uh, Tyler Hecklin's the actor? How does he measure up here for you? Hecklin, nice last name. Um, it was I don't know. It was kind of weird because initially when I saw the trailer like a few weeks back or a month ago, whenever I saw it, I was like, both these people are extremely thin, and this is incredibly unrealistic to me. Um, like this lady had twins. No way in hell your body she does not look 14 like fourteen years ago, Sarah. Still. <laughs> Still, your body doesn't look like that. And, well, and actually, Bitsy Tolick, who plays Lois, she actually just had her first child about a year ago. So I did look her up too. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, my first thought was like, oh, they're kind of thin. I'm like, and that's supposed to be Superman. And then when he puts the suit on, all of a sudden it's like, oh, muscular guy. I guess he hides it really well under the button down shirts or something. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it again. And I was like, okay, they're not like too unrealistic, but I mean, they are just actors and actresses and there's a certain look that CW and the show are going for. They're not going to put like a, your average 40 year old woman married to Superman. Like, you know, they're just not going to do that. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I really like her as Lois. I think she looks just like many comic Lois Lane's. Uh, Tyler... He he's fine, you know. I mean, like, there's like, I always joke about it. he's like my fourth favorite current Superman. I'd rather, like mm-hmm. I'd rather see Tom Willing or Brendan Routh or you know whoever else. But but no, I think he does a good job. But playing the dad, I liked how when he came home, he was kind of like the goofy dad, like hey, hey, what were you doing? Like okay, dad, like I'm talking to my girlfriend on Zoom, yeah, FaceTime, which I thought was weird. I'm like, is that what kids do these it's days? Pandemic, babe. But it's not, <laughs> not in, not in this world, in our world, yes. Yeah. But I thought that was weird. I was like, why don't they, why aren't they talking on the phone? Well, I'm like, we oh my god, school, is that the phone now? Do. I don't know. Like, I, I guess I don't know. What do I, kids do now? I, I, we kids, use, fellow kids. AOL, hello, fellow teenagers. <laughs> AOL Instant Messenger, pour one out for that. Oh god, yeah. Spent so much waiting time for the dial-up, and then someone in my family, someone would pick up the phone. And you're like, no, get off it. I want the internet. No. Uh, yes, being an only child, so wonderful. <laughs> yeah, you never had to worry about that. <laughs> So going back to where Smallville is located, oh, yeah, yeah. to Metropolis, I thought it was kind of weird that the kid Jonathan, right, the blondish one, mm-hmm. he had on a Michigan shirt. And I was just like, wait, like if Clark grew up in Smallville and Metropolis is supposed to be, I don't know, New York or something, why the hell is he wearing a Michigan shirt? He's a big fan. Like, no, 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 no. Because like Clark should be a fan of like K-State, the Shockers in Wichita, I don't know, like name, I'm sorry, the Jayhawks. I'm trying to think of like KSU. Mizzou. I don't know. I don't know. No, Mizzou. Whoa, babe. Oh my God. If there's any like Kansas, Missouri fans out there, I apologize. Zach does not know. Mizzou is strictly Missouri and there's like a strict dividing line. You are not oh, a well. fan. It goes back to the Civil War. Long, bloody history, actually. Um, well, there's a lot of LSU fans live in Texas. So what do I know? So Yeah, because they're probably from Louisiana. Duh. Okay. Well, 
apparently Jonathan Kent is a big fan of Michigan. Football. And I thought that was really weird. I'm like, so is Metropolis supposed to be like, I don't know, up up north somewhere? I just thought that was really random. Well, there, okay, some people think because the problem with DC is like they have all the real cities and also all these fake cities. So you know, like Marvel, right? Mm-hmm. New York City exists, and that's yeah. where all the Avengers and all them, right? But DC has Gotham City and Metropolis. So you're like, which one's New York? Oh, so, so there's one New York and one's Chicago like... Chicago could potentially be Metropolis. Would yeah. that make more sense for Michigan? I mean, that sure. Chicago makes sense for Metropolis, but no. Okay. Because wouldn't he... I mean, I'm not... I don't know a lot of like the schools and stuff up there, but like I feel like there's another school I find in it fascinating Illinois, things you fixated on. This like UI or something like that. Or what are, what are the other big uh, like Illinois schools? Uh, University Illinois, of Illinois. Yeah. But there's more, right? Chicago, University, Chicago, U. University of Chicago is like a private one, right? No. Northwestern, but I think that's private mm. also. Well, my the, my knowledge of sports is we limited. We'll, we'll see what shirt he starts wearing when he lives in Smallville and has to the be crows. Able to, he was going to be the starting quarterback for a high school in Metropolis, and now he's going to yeah. Be, I also, okay, yes. Yeah, so let's touch on that because it's like, hey, kids, we're thinking of moving here after they just got in a fight with like the entire football team in Smallville. Yeah, well, I, bad I hope, timing, mom and dad. I hope they pay that off. Right. I also thought you know how you saw when they got in the fight, everybody's. Yes, I'm like, reporting? where are those viral videos? Yeah. That should be out there. Like you're telling, there's no like Wi-Fi in Smallville or maybe not, whatever. Maybe not. Well, the router they had to go reset the router. Okay, the that router, that router is insane. No way, Grandma put that thing up there. No way, Clark put that up there. That is a death trap. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was probably one of the most obvious things in the episode. Like, oh, we need to put this in some weird, hard to reach place. I know the rafter of the barn. Dumb. I did have an issue with that. Mm. Couldn't they have found like some other reason for them to go in the barn? I don't know. Maybe being teenagers and like her daring them or something. There's maybe. Not let me go reset the damn router. Gotta get that Wi-Fi, bro. It's so stupid. Well, yeah, I even wrote my notes. Why is a router up there? Death trap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then they find the they they find the spaceship later. That scene was weird. Um, you know, in Smallville they kept in the storm cellar and they, they, they kept in the storm cellar here as well, but then it turned on, there was like a crystal that came out of it and I'm like, But then what wow. happens to that crystal? He like runs off with it or something? I, I don't know. Like I, I assume that he, they're gonna use that in the Fortress of Solitude maybe when they, they go there. Uh, for Superman to his his little Does ice he go fortress. there on a regular basis? Uh, oh, so was that where he proposed to Lana? Because I was like proposed to Lois, yes. Lo- oh, whoops. <laughs> Anyways, um Yes, that's why they were in the Arctic. Okay. Is it's in the Arctic or is it another planet? It's in the Arctic. Okay. Sometimes it's in the Arctic. I was like, of course, because when I first saw that scene in the montage, I was like, of course she's saying yes. He took her to like another planet or something. <laughs> then and then oh, I watched that, it a second that... time and I was like, maybe they're just in the mountains. I'm confused. That's what you have to do to go to another planet. Okay. Noted. <laughs> Good luck. I thought it was weird that his son was like so suspicious. Like, oh, I, I like that though. No, it was just weird. He was like, well, at first he was like, hey, we can't go in the barn. And that, that seemed kind of natural, right? Like, hey, we can't go in the barn. He's like, dad doesn't want us to. And then Jonathan is just like, duh, of course we can go in the barn. He's, he's going to show off in front of this girl. I'm uh-huh. like, okay, that seemed like normal teenager stuff. There you go. But then later when he was just like, he was just like, what are they hiding? And I'm just like, why are you acting like this? And then in hindsight, or not hindsight, but when I watched it a second time, I guess it's hindsight. I was like, of course he's acting like that because he's like, something weird happened to me in this barn. I need to get to the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. So then it made sense because before I was like, this is a little overkill. And who are his parents? Investigative reporters. I think it makes sense. 
Oh, I didn't think about that. And I really like the one, the, the the part where you know he's like, "Man, I got I got practice," and he's like, "How are you thinking about football at a time like this?" <laughs> you know, we almost died in this barn, and the other kids like, "We're gonna, you know, I'm hoping not gonna get cut from stir." So I, I liked I liked that part. Oh yeah, that seemed pretty normal to me. Um, what did not seem normal to me, and I wonder how many other people notice this, but when they do go into the barn and they're looking for like suspicious stuff that someone might be hiding from them or whatever, and then they find that trap door. And then they open it with a crowbar that I guess they were just carrying around or something. And they're like, get the flashlights. These kids have iPhones or smartphones or whatever. Mm-hmm. They didn't have it on them at that moment. And they ran to grab these two flashlights that are sitting right there. No, that Wait, was it's like. A barn. There's flashlights and crowbars sitting around everywhere. No, there's hmm. not. Okay. I have family members with bar barns, excuse me, and there is no like flashlight just hanging out. You keep that in the house. Okay. I was like, why can't they just like pull their phones out? I just just didn't understand that because when I ask you to like turn on a light or something, you don't go look for the flashlight. And I have some sitting right here actually because we had a huge power outage <laughs> like a couple weeks back, so I actually have mine out. Zach pulls his phone out and he turns on the light. But that's the right thing to do, right? Yes, and that's what I'm saying. That's what the show does not do. They send okay. these kids to go get a flashlight, and there's two of them, and I'm like, why See, are there what, two this flashlights? This is why I love talking about this show with you, sir, because you 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 fixated on his Michigan State t-shirt and the fact that they didn't use their phones for flashlights. I'm <laughs> These sitting, small anomalies. I'm, details <laughs> count. So I'm sitting here trying to talk about Superman, and you're like, but nah. what state? Why is he a Michigan State fan? So it doesn't make sense. So yeah, I I think they handled all that the stuff the kids the reveal the bar, but yeah the the Superman stuff right, he he has a couple of fights with who turns out to be Lex Luthor. Uh, what did you think of the the big twist at the end of it's Captain Luthor? Um, so I thought that was interesting. Um, I can't tell if they're trying to make us think that it's actually Lex Luthor. I don't know the backstory. I think in Smallville he died. Right? Well, yes, but okay. And no. in the comic books, does like. Does Superman go on to like is okay? Is Lex Luthor a reoccurring character in the comic books? Yeah, Lex Luthor is his his arch nemesis. Oh, and he like never really goes away. Yeah. Oh. I mean, in Smallville he died, but then they got resurrected, and that's only because the actor left, but they brought him back. Oh yeah, you explained that to me. I thought that was dumb. (laughs) Um. Okay. The problem with this though is someone who has been watching this, um, John Cryer, who was one of the men on Two and a Half Men. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if you watched that show ever. Uh, but he's also played uh, Lex Luthor's nephew, Lenny, in Superman 4. Anyway, he's been the Lex Luthor on Supergirl and the Arrowverse up to this point. And he's great. He's actually my second favorite Lex Luthor after Michael Rosenbaum from Smallville. So I was very excited to, to hear when they were going to do a Superman show. I was like, oh, great. We'll get to see more of him. And he's not in this. And there's a different Lex Luthor, and he's black. Like, so I'm like, all right, so that's that's mm-hmm. an interesting choice. So we don't really know if it is Lex Luthor. That's I right. I think it probably is, though, because I think a big hint is the fact that he's like, I'm from Krypton, too, but then why are you wearing a jetpack well, no, and a mask, he's from Krypton, dude? too. He's explaining how he knows him. And I think that's more mm, exposition, okay. which I don't think... That's for people like you, I guess, who like... Excuse me? Well, <laughs> you know, he's like, this is Kryptonite. It's part of your planet that can kill you. Like, I felt like that was exposition dialogue, and it was yeah. like the lamest part of the show. So all the parts about this I didn't like or the Lex Luthor stuff, which is sad because he's like one of my favorite characters. He's going to be in there a lot. And yeah, I guess this is a point people have been making to me. They're like, well, they didn't say Lex Luthor. I'm like, yeah, but you know it's got to be Lex Luthor, right? So Probably, I, I yeah. don't know. I, we'll, we'll see. It's a tease. These shows and these pilots of all these Arrowverse shows, they love to have like 
that twist or tease at the end. Mm-hmm. And that's what that was. And uh, he's from a different Earth or a different world, probably, is, as you said. So so we will see what happens with him. I just hope that the Lex Luthor that we know from Supergirl and the Arrowverse shows up, because that's the one I want to see. So No comment on that last part, because I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> Something else that I thought was weird, and I pointed out to you when I was rewatching it, was that cross-stitch that Clark's mom had on the wall. Yeah, what did it say? It's... <laughs> It was just so weird. It went by so fast. Yeah. Like, that's, like, I guess you're talking about life, but it would have made more sense if she had, like, a home sweet home, because we're talking about, like, a little old lady. And, like, now people have cross-stitch. That's, like, I know a girl who was cross-stitching one. She's probably done with it by now because of the pandemic and all. But it was just, like, here's the field where my f***s lay or something like that. You can bleep all that. Mm. And it was, like, Mm. kind of funny, but, like, that, and people have cross-stitch like that now, but they don't have one, like... You didn't have one back in the day that said, like, it went by so fast. Unless that's, like, referencing, like, Clark. Yeah, they grew up so fast. Running around. Yeah. But no, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say they grew up so fast, which mm. would be obvious. It says it went by so fast. Okay. Faster than a speeding bullet. I guess. More powerful than a locomotive. But it was weird. Like, why Why would a little old lady have that cross stitch on the wall? And, then the, and, like, Clark looks at it, and it, like, inspires something in him. Oh, that's when he's like, hey, maybe we should stay here. And I guess he's thinking, like, life goes by so fast. But you could have just had, like, home sweet home on the cross stitch. And he would have been like, oh, maybe we should stay here. Like, that would have done the same thing. It would have been weird. Again, the things that you zero in on are very interesting (laughs) to me. (laughs) This is why I want this different perspective. Well, I don't have all this, like, history that you have with the show and all the trivia knowledge. Hmm. But these little things are just kind of like, it's just, it was weird. So do do you think they made the right decision moving back to Smallville? Um, Because presumably he had been so busy being Clark and Superman, he hadn't spent much time with the Suns, and he's trying to rectify that, right? I mean, honestly, it does seem like it might be a good idea. They live in the big city. I don't know what that really means exactly. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, living in a big city here, but it doesn't feel like a big city. But they live in the big city, and I guess, you know, one of their kids struggles, and, you know, maybe moving to, like, that small-town life might be better. But then you've got this girl talking about how there's, like, meth addicts burning down their houses with their kids inside. So I don't know. Maybe small-town life isn't so great. Yeah, that's pretty dark. It's it's a very different Realistic. than when we saw in Smallville where there was just, like, Kryptonite were making meteor freaks that Clark would fight. Like, it's a very more, much more grounded Smallville yeah. uh, than what they were used to. So, I, yeah, I forgot about the whole... I forgot that reference, That part too. as well. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. I um, I like how they're, you know, the, the saving the world starts at home. I think that's one of the taglines of the show. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I like that. Like, oh, you gotta, okay. You gotta take care. You gotta take care of your own family before you kind of... Because you know, it's really easy to go out there and be like, look look at me, all the great stuff I'm doing, but you're not taking care of stuff at home, then, then, then what's the point, right? Mm-hmm. So, And not that Superman was doing that, but he started to drift that way unintentionally, you know? Well, just, you know, saving the world keeps you busy. Yeah. To answer your initial question, yes, I do think that moving home is a good idea because even if they don't stay long-term, like, the whole family can be together and they can settle their mom's affairs or, in this case, take over the second mortgage that has a huge cloud around it about a huge questionable cloud yeah so i think there's some like why would morgan edge want to buy up old towns in smallville and i think i don't know why he would make this connection but maybe he has a satellite that saw the spaceship crash there 30 40 years ago right but Mm. i think the only reason i can think of is they want to look for kryptonite in smallville Mm -hmm. and buy up these farms and yeah. Well, they did mention, or the um, Lana's husband said something, or maybe Lana said how they're um, investing in the coal mines to make alternative energy. Oh. Or something like that. They're retrofitting the coal mines to produce alternative energy, which I thought was interesting. I don't energy. think. Yeah. yeah. 
And exactly. Then you, and then if you're going to have, as I know from watching Teenage Mutant Smallville, if you're going to have Superman living in Smallville, you got to have Kryptonite around to weaken him to, you know, make the, the odds even for villains of the week and stuff like that. So, mm. and the kid, how the kids are going to react to it because they react to things differently than him. So that'll be interesting. I think, um, and also in, in Smallville, the show, season 10 on Earth 2, Oliver Queen was doing this very thing. He was buying up all these farms in Smallville to get Kryptonite to fight in that universe, Ultraman, who was an evil Clark. But anyway, interesting. we move on. Uh, so, so we'll see. So, hey, overall, did you enjoy the show? Yeah, it wasn't bad. Which in my speak is that is high praise from sarah compliment yeah <laughs> that wasn't bad that's like <laughs> i mean would i have picked this myself to watch i don't know i don't really watch a lot of like tv shows um i don't know but we're gonna keep watching right yeah i think so all right good to know <laughs> so, i'll right. watch a couple more episodes there are some shows a couple we watched. more maybe there's 15 episodes this season okay, fine i guess I'll people watch are, people want to know what we think so Just keep y'all hanging <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so i think that was a really strong debut episode you know again this is a different kind of flavor of conversation this is more like you know me introducing sarah to the world of superman this way her asking some questions having some observations that i really wouldn't zero in on i'm more interested in like oh look at the the superman costume she's like but look at the stitch of the <laughs> It's important. Don't make fun of me on this. <laughs> Hanging in the kitchen. So um, it's a, okay. It is a weird cross stitch for I don't know how old she was. Seventy-five year old lady, eighty year old lady. Yeah. Like it just doesn't make it sense. It all went by so fast. So, but no, no, this this is gonna be fun. Hopefully, you guys enjoy this different flavor of conversation. This is this is new for us. I think this is this is you know doing a podcast together, babe. What do you think so far? It's okay. All right. Again, high praise. <laughs> high praise from Sarah. So so yes. Uh, Always Smallville with one S on Twitter. Always on Smallville on Facebook. You can send us an email at alwaysmallville at gmail.com. Uh, we are always holding on to Superman and Lois. I'm Superman. I guess I'm Lois. And we'll be back next week. Until then, always hold on to Superman and Lois. <laughs>